Oh, y'all are getting into it now. All right. Oh, wella, wella, wella. All righty. Welcome to One Church. Uh, I am one of the pastors here. My name's Chris. Um, the other fellow, Mike, he's the one that has the pretty legs of uh, the both of us. Um, so uh, today we start a new series called Summer Lovin'. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with this series. We're going to do a lot of 50s music. Uh, and uh, some of y'all, how many of y'all like 50s music? How many of y'all around during the 50s music? (laughs) Thanks, Mom. uh, So I love 50s music, and uh, I've been so stoked about doing this. Uh, And it's going to be a marriage and relationship series. And some of you are thinking, why are you doing a marriage and relationship series right now? Um, Some of your spouses, they're gone uh, to Afghanistan, Iraq. And the reason why we're wanting to do it now is because some of them are going to be returning home soon. And we want you to start working on these relationship things with them. Here's the cool thing about it. They, whether they're in uh, South Korea or Iraq or Afghanistan, they can go on the website. We're going to be giving out homework at the end of every uh, Sunday, and you can do homework together with your spouse that he can download or she can download on the web as well as listen to the sermon. And you can interact and talk about this. So we just want to be able to have that there for you guys so that you can start working on it. Your relationship doesn't have to be a neutral while he or she is gone. So anyway, uh, today we're going to be talking about the big me in marriage. Um, all of us, if you think about this, I mean, there's the big me. All of us, when we come, when we get married, we have this big me stuff. We have all of our dreams and our wishes and our desires. It's the thing that we think about, oh, when I get married, though, it's going to look like this. And the wedding, I was at a wedding yesterday, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, the, 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 the girl that went up to the altar, she, she had pictured in her mind what this was going to be like when she was two. I mean, before she could go, eh, you know? I mean, she just, it's just innate in ladies. And guys, you know, we all know what we dream about, so um, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> So anyway, um, but we all have our dreams, wishes, and desires. And you know what? There's nothing bad about that. In fact, the book of Proverbs says this about dreams, wishes, and desires. This is what it says. Proverbs chapter, uh, chapter 13, verse 12 says, It is sad. Everybody said we're sad. It is a crying shame. It is sad not to get what you hope for. But wishes that come true are like eating fruit from the tree of life. It is sad to not get what you hope for. And we're going to be talking about that today. We're going to be unpacking that today. Because some of you, you went into marriage, all right? Ladies, tell the truth, shame the devil. You went into marriage wanting to hope that your guy would look like this. Come on now. Come on now. Right there. All right? That's what you were hoping for. What did you get? That's right. That's right. Late, uh, guys, you went into marriage having that dream, you know, what she would look like, you know. What would she look like? Oh, yeah. All right. But this is what you got. i got to be honest with you. That's some nasty stuff right there. All right. Um, some of you, you went into marriage thinking, oh, you know what? I, I, when, when I get married, I'm going to be able to afford a car. And a nice car at that one. I mean, I mean, nice, a Beamer. Yet, when you got into marriage, what did you get? I'm pretty sure that gets good gas mileage. What do you think? 
I think I'd take that one. Some of you, I mean, you dream, you wish, you hope that when I get married one day, I'm going to see the world. I'm going to see, I'm going to see all these sights. I'm going to see, I'm going to see Paris. But what have you seen so far? Paris, Tennessee. Home of the biggest catfish fry in the world. That's some stuff right there. All right, how many of y'all from Paris? How many of y'all still got your teeth to live in Paris? Just joking. Oh, I know, that's going to... Just send your email to Josh at Exit One Church. <laughs> all right, all right. You know, my point being is all of us come into, into marriage with these dreams, wishes, and desires. All of us. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that because they're our dreams. They're my wishes. It's that me part. You, you, you come into marriage and that's just what you got, right? I mean, you really can't expect to formulate your dreams, wishes, desires over around another person because you just don't know what to expect and you've not been married yet. And, or maybe some of you have been married and you're like, well, you know, it, what didn't just, it just didn't work out. And uh, um, it just, and it just, just but you know, what I'm going to do is I, I, got, I still got my dreams, wishes, and desires. And gonna go. Some of you have these desires and they look like this. All right? Some of you have this expectation of what your spouse will do because that's what mom did. Um, some of you, you have this idea of, okay, we're going to live in a really big house, a lot better than this house, and it's going to be really, really nice. Uh, some of you, you have this idea of how we're going to schedule our time. We're just going to spend all of our time together. And just wherever he goes, I go. And wherever she goes, that I, I will be there. All right? So we have this idea of how we're going to... Some of you have this idea of what roles your spouse would do. Because mom cooked, she's going to cook. You know, and it's going to be like this. And um, some of you, um, you, have, uh, you have this dream. Uh, you know what? I, you know, I'm going to be able to own one of these one day. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Or maybe, you know, I, I have this idea of how much we're going to eat out. Um... Some of you, you're working, we're going to talk about how many children we're going to have and when we're going to have children. We're going to wait a year. We're going to wait five years. Or, you know what, there's just enough children in the world. Let's just leave it at that. All right? Um, some of you, you're thinking, oh, man, well, you know what? Who's going to make the money? and Who's going to spend the money? and Who's going to do the bills? All right? Some of you guys, you have dreams and expectations of what your wife will never, ever wear to bed. Ladies, uh, you have dreams and desires of what your spouse will never wear to bed. Get her done. All right? So, you, I mean, we all, come, we all come to marriage with these desires, these dreams, these wishes. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But the center of, at the center of all of this is me. It's what I want. It's, it's what my dreams, my wishes, my desires. It's me. It's a big me in marriage. The thing about it is when the marriage starts with a big me and ends with a big me, you get a mirage because it needs something more than just the big you. You need something more, more than just your dreams or your aspirations. or what I, You know what? I, that's how my dad did it, so that's how he's going to do it. Or that's how mom did it. But, you know, this is, this is how she's going to do it. it. It's more than that. The problem is when stuff out of here gets 
put in a different category, your relationship changes. And it affects the dynamic. The, it affects everything into that relationship, and it no longer is fun anymore. No longer fun. Let's read that verse again, Proverbs thirteen twelve. It's a different translation. But look at this. It says this. Not getting what you want can make you feel sick. Some of you are here, if you were really honest, you said, you know, Chris, I'm sick. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of his. I'm sick of her. Just fill in the blank. I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Some of you are like, you know what, I'm glad my spouse is overseas because we needed a break. And we want to unearth and talk about all of that during the next five, six weeks. We're going to be going through this series all the way through the, the end of July. And we're going to have a lot of good and fun stuff to say about this. The problem is, once all of this stuff, these valid dreams, wishes, and desires, gets put in a different category. And these valid dreams, wishes, and desires become expectations. When that happens, something happens to the relationship and it starts eroding. It starts changing before your eyes. And nobody knows when this happens. I mean, all of us, uh, when you walk down that aisle and you look at her and she looks at him, you know, I do. I do. You know? And they all have underneath their arms dreams, wishes, and desires. Dreams, this is what I want. This is what I hope for. I mean, and many of them, they talked about it before they get married. You know what? He's going to be, he's going to own his own company. And he's going to buy this type of house, and we're going to go. We're going to go to the Bahamas, and we're going to do all of this fun stuff. And it's just what I expect. But the thing about it is, when what you hope for doesn't happen, you get sick. You, your heart is downcast, if you would, and you start struggling because you've taken this stuff and you've dumped it in here. And hear me, anytime. You have two big me's come into a marriage and they're colliding. There's only a few options of what can happen next. The first option is this. They leave. You know what? I quit. I'm done. You weren't what I expected. You're not meeting my expectations. And uh, this just doesn't work out. He's not a good husband. She's not a good wife. And it just didn't work out. It was irreconcilable differences. It just, she wasn't meeting my needs. He wasn't meeting my needs. And it just didn't work out. So what happens? You leave. And you take your box of desires and you go find somebody else to dump your expectations on. That's the reason why some of your second marriages feel a lot like your first marriages. Because what's the same? You are. My dreams. My, again, valid. All of these things are good. God given many of them, but when we place them as expectations on another person, it starts burdening them down, and we just say, hasta lasagna, I'll leave. Next option is this. You conquer. You conquer. There's always a dominant person in the relationship, and after the thousandth time, you say, this is how a good woman's supposed to act. You explain for the thousandth time that this is what a man is supposed to do. He's supposed to provide for his family. Don't you know that? And finally, after the thousandth time, somebody puts up a white flag and says, Okay, enough. Quit nagging me. Quit bickering at me. I'll do it. And you, you, you conquer. 
you conquer. The problem with a, a conquered marriage is this. The problem is still there, the big me in marriage. It's what I want. It's what I desire. Now, here's something that's very deep for you. You might want to write this down, all right? Everybody got your pens ready? It's very easy to be you. It's very easy for you to be you. Did y'all write that down? I don't see any pens right. You know, that's not very deep, is it? It's very easy for you to be you. It's very easy for me to be me. You know, you don't wake up in the morning and slap your face and go, okay, be me. All right? Um, you don't do that because it's easy for you to be you. Let me tell you what's hard is when Kim tries to be me, my spouse, or when I try to be Kim. That's very stressful. It, it doesn't work out. There's a lot of conflict there. And yeah, you may do it for a while and it may subdue the conflict, but it will boil to the top eventually and it will overflow like Mount Vesuvius. Boom! And that's how conquered marriage is. That's how they end. Because conquered, being the conquered one or the conqueree or whatever, conqueror, excuse me, um, that's not the way to do it. Now, let me tell you the third option is this, and this is probably where most of you land and most of us land in America. You just compromise. You know what? You do your part, I'll do my part. All right? You have your money, I have my money. You have your space, I have my space. You have your friends, I have my friends. You, have your, you pay your bills, I pay my bills. All right? You have your checking account, I have my checking account. All right? you, you, you do with your stuff, and if you do this, then I will do this. If you do this, then I will do this. Because if you don't do this, I'm not going to do this because I've got to get what's mine. All right? Because it's about me. That's the problem with the compromised marriage. It's still about me. You know what? I'll give 50% if you give 50%. But if you don't give, if you give 49%, I'm not going to give 50. Let me tell you what that is. That's not a covenant. That's a contract. And that is not how God wants our relationships and marriages to be. That's a covenant, not a, con not a contract. Well, there's a fourth option. The fourth option is you're going to have to come back next week to hear it. <laughs> there you go then. All right? Because I'm not talking about it because I don't have enough time today. All right? But what I am going to talk about for the rest of this morning is this. We're going to talk about what happens to the relationship when you take these valid dreams, wishes, and desires and you move them into a different category of expectations. We're going to talk about what happens to the relationship and what happens and what happens and how it erodes. All right? Um, I'll, here's our big idea for this morning. I'm going to put it up on the screen. I want us all to say it out loud if you would, all right? Our big idea today is this. Ready? When your desires become expectations, your relationship moves from a covenant to a contract. When desires, God-given, good, valid desires, nothing wrong with these, when they become expectations... You move from a covenant to a contract. What happens is this. When desires become expectations, you enter into a debt-debtor relationship. You enter into a debt-debtor relationship where another idea is you owe me. You see, another way of saying an expectation is you owe me this. You know, we talked about this. You not remember? 
Do you remember what you said on your wedding day? I mean, you, you were standing there, weren't you? And you were standing there, and you were, you know, 20 pounds lighter. You know, y'all have heard these conversations, right? And you remember what you promised me? You remember that? And you remember, you said that in front of, of, of your daddy? And then she comes back and says, well, do you remember what you said? You sat there and you promised in front of your mama and with God being there and, 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 and because you're not meeting my expectations. What's the center of it? The big me. The big me in marriage. And all of us, when we have the big me in marriage, marriage becomes a mirage. It becomes something that we just can't grasp. We just can't get to. Because we enter into this debt-debtor relationship. Another way of expressing it is you owe me. It's like this. You know, that's what my daddy did. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? That's what my mom did. I mean, isn't that what women do? Can I say that out loud? And, 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 I mean, that's what we talked about. In fact, when we talked about this before we got married, you promised. And hear me, you may be thinking your expectations are totally valid. They may be valid. But what I'm saying is this. When you leave, when your desires become expectations, you enter into this debt-debtor relationship where you owe me. And let me tell you what happens with this. All of the intimacy and the romance and the gushy-gush surprise stuff gets sucked out. It evaporates. And what makes marriage good is gone because a God-given desire has become an expectation. You may be thinking, well, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. And we're going to talk about, for the next couple of weeks, how you can move these good things out of the expectations back into the desires, dreams, and wishes box. You just, I mean, think about this. Your spouse, let's say if you think a, a guy is supposed to change the oil, all right? Let's just say that. That's what guys are supposed to do, aren't they? All right? and your husband changes the oil, you know what? You're not going to thank him for that because that's what guys are supposed to do, right? I mean, that's what a man is supposed to do. Or guys, all right, uh, we just think, well, that's just a lady's job to cook us meals, right? That's a lady's job to do that. And you know what? That's my expectation. And when she meets my expectations, I'm not going to say thank you. I'm going to say congratulations. You're at par. You're at zero, all right? And anything over and above my expectations. You see, what happens is it sucks the life out of a relationship. It just... And it's all gone. It's all gone. The thing that made you want to get married in the first place, it's gone. And the person you wake up beside every morning, it's just like, man, you get angry because... Your expectations are not being met. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about it over the next couple of weeks. But you enter into this, again, it's just so insidious, this debt-debtor relationship. There's no love. There's no thanks. It's like this. Let me, another way of explaining this. This is the reason why you will never, ever, ever, ever get 
a perfume-laced, beautiful, nice card with a gift certificate in it from your mortgage company. Dear Chris and Kim, thank you so much for purchasing your house and using us as your mortgage company. We want to thank you so much for allowing your children, being Walt and Jed, to come and partner with us here at Countrywide. And for our, just our expression of gratitude for you, here is a $50 gift certificate to O'Charlie's. Next month, we didn't know what your children want. If you tell us what they want, next month we'll give them a gift certificate too. Thank you so much at Countrywide. Bye-bye. Ain't going to happen. Let me tell you when Countrywide is going to call you. And let me tell you when Countrywide, when you're going to get a letter from them. You know when that's going to happen? When you miss a payment. See, you want to get attention from Countrywide? All right? All right? Miss a payment. Because they're not going to thank you because that's the deal. When you pay your bills on time, they're not going to send you a thank you card. You don't get a thank you card from CDE, do you? Nope. All right? Because that's the deal. You're doing what you've expected to do. You, you do, and that's how, that's how many of your marriages are. The only time you get attention is when something doesn't happen that that person expects, and the attention you get is negative. It's negative. And you feel, that's, man, that's me, Chris. That's how I feel. What do I do? How, how, how can I change that? You change it by taking stuff out of here and putting it back where it needs to be. You leave them in dreams, wishes, and desires. And let me tell you, let me tell you why I'm going with this. I'm not going, you know what, you know, here's what you need to do. You just need to take all this stuff out and throw it away. You shouldn't have any dreams. You shouldn't have any wishes. You shouldn't have any desires. I don't think that's biblical. I don't think it's healthy. And I've heard a lot of preachers talk about that. You just need to just get rid of all of that stuff. Let me tell you the reason why I don't think it's biblical and healthy. Because God made you. And He has given your dreams, wishes, and desires to you. It's not healthy just say, you know what, I'm just going to get rid of it. I'm not that spiritual. I can't do that. I'm a preacher, and I'm just not that spiritual. I, can't, I mean, show me the magic button to press. Show me the magic prayer to pray, and I'll get rid of all of my desires. I mean, my wife wouldn't want that. Just a vanilla person. When Kim asked me, Chris, what do you want? I don't know. No, really, what do you want? I don't care. I mean, give me a break. I mean, that, so I want you to know that's not where we're going. God has given many of, this, many of these valid dreams, wishes, and he, he just wants you to keep it here and not there. Because when we have expectations that does not come true, we get sick and we become sad and we begin to lash out and we enter into this debt-debtor relationship where you owe me because this is what I expect and the relationship devolves into something less than what God wants it to be. It becomes less. It becomes cheapened. It becomes cheap. Let me tell you, let me list some things that God wants you to have desires of. He wants you to be respected. He wants you to be cherished, ladies. He wants you to be um, accepted. Uh, your desire for sexual intimacy, He wants to fulfill that in marriage. He created it. He made it. And he said, it was good. All right? Um, can anybody amen that? All right. Um, 
I mean, he, he wants you to, to, to feel a connection and an intimacy with your, with your soul partner, with that woman or that man that you love. He wants you to have a closeness not experienced by any other place on this earth. That, those are valid desires, wishes, and dreams. They're all valid. I want to spend the rest of our time this morning talk about how do you how do you know when things have moved from here over to here? How do you know? How do you know? And it's by two things. You know when your dreams have become expectations by two things, and it's expressions of gratitude and acts of service. Expressions of gratitude and acts of service. That's how you know when dreams have become expectations. Let's look at the first one. Expressions of gratitude. You know, when you expect something and you get it, you don't say thank you. We've already talked about that. When you expect that and you get that, you go, there's no thank you. There's no gratitude. All right? There's no saying, great job. We're not going to celebrate you for that. You see, when your spouse does something for you and you don't say thanks, then that's when you know something, a dream has become an expectation. Talk about that. Um, when you come home from a hard day of work, guys, and your spouse has a wonderful meal at the table, you sit down, you eat it, and then you go to the TV. There is no thank you. That is a desire that's become an expectation. Ladies, maybe your dream is, I want to I have kids and I want to be a stay-at-home mom. And your spouse has been able to make that dream a reality for you. And you've stayed at home. Maybe you didn't stay at home for all of the years of the kids' lives. Maybe it was just for 10 years. But for those 10 years, he made a dream of yours. Be real. When's the last time you said, baby, thank you very much. Thank you. Some of you are going, well, I shouldn't do that. And that's his job is to provide for me, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. You may be valid. And you may say, yeah, that's what he, yeah, yeah, you may be. But as long as you keep stuff here, there will be no romance. As long as you keep stuff here, guys, there will be no intimacy. As long as you keep stuff here, there's not going to be any trust. Because it evaporates when dreams become expectations. Acts of service. Let's look at the next one. Acts of service. Guys, uh, you just got finished eating your bowl of cereal, and you go to the sink, and you don't put it in the dishwasher because the dishwasher is full. You put it in the sink. See you. You know what? She'll do it. That's her job, right? I mean, that's what that's what ladies do, right? No, it's not. Ladies, anybody want to agree on that? All right. I mean, it's not just her job because, see, that's an act of service that you could have done. You know, I can, I can empty the dishwasher. I can do that. i got a little bit of extra time. And you empty the dishwasher and you put the dishes away. And you know what? It's the small things. It's the small things that matter a lot. i, I got a, a, a wonderful wife. Her name is Kim. We've been, we're going to celebrate 15 years this year. And we have three kids. And having three kids in the house is enough to make you a clock tower sniper. 
And uh, it is the small things that mean a lot to her. It is. When somebody empties the dishwasher. When somebody cleans up the 16th stinky in a row. When somebody, you know, breaks up, you know, whatever. I mean, just, it's the small things. And some of you ladies, you're just like, I just wish he would do some small things. He wants the big thing. I need some small things. And we take desires, our dreams, our wishes that are valid, and we move them into expectations, and the big me reigns in our marriages. It's all about me and my wants and my desires and my expectations. How do you know what's in here? I mean, think about this. You you got some stuff right now. I know you've heard. What's some some stuff that may be good stuff that are now in your expectations? You want to know how you know? Because we're going to talk about next week how to get this stuff out of here and put it back in there. Because I want us to all imagine a marriage where all of the dreams, wishes, and desires stay in the dream, wishes, and desires box. And guys, you spend all of your waking hours find out finding out what your 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 wife really wants and her dreams and you spend your time fulfilling her wishes and ladies you find out what your husband really wants and you spend your time making that come true imagine a relationship like that wow in order for that to happen we got to get this stuff out of here so what's in your expectations box the answer is the is the answer to this question and here's the question what does your spouse owe you? What does your spouse owe you? I want you to let that percolate for a little bit. And we're going to come back next week and we're going to talk about this. But all during the week, I want you, what does your spouse owe you? What do you owe your spouse? What does your spouse owe you? Your answer to that question is going to determine what's in here. Now, let me tell you, as we end, at the end of these series, I told you we're going to be giving away homework. And some homework, some sheets of paper is going to be given to you as you leave the service. You can do this in your communion group if you're in a communion group here at One Church. Or maybe you just want to do this with your spouse. Um, There's some scriptures on there that you can read some more about and that we're going to really unpack uh, next week. But I want you to do this as a couple. During this series, we're going to be giving away some, some freebie stuff just for those who do homework, just to say, thanks for doing it. So make sure to do your homework, all right? So, I want to end with this question. What does your spouse owe you? The answer to that question is going to determine what's in your expectations box. Let's pray. Dear God, you are so awesome. And you are wonderful. You are mighty to save. You are strong. We love you so much, Jesus Christ. We realize, Jesus, that the only way that we can get to heaven is through you. The only way that we can have a good marriage is through you, Jesus. And, Lord, I pray that during the next four or five weeks, Lord, that we would be able to talk and to dream and to imagine what type of marriage, what would it look like? How, what, how would I be? What type of person would I become Monday through Monday if my dreams, wishes, and desires stayed as dreams, wishes, and desires? God, I pray that you would allow our dreams those God-given dreams that you've given us, Lord, that they won't die, but, Lord, that you would be able to allow us to keep them where they need to be and to submit 
everything to you, Jesus Christ. You are so lovely. Thank you so much for giving us our dreams. We love you, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray.